Hi, it's Melissa Moore. Welcome to Mile High Magazine on this Sunday morning. Nice to have you here. I love local people who are doing great things. And he's local, but he's also an international star. I'm talking about Nathaniel Rateliff. And you know him from Nathaniel Rateliff in the Night Sweats. He's performed at Red Rocks. He's going to be at the Mission Ballroom coming up here in just a few days. But he's got something really cool called the Marigold Project. And Carrie Knott, who is the executive director with the Marigold Project is here this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for being here. First off, talk to me a little bit about the Marigold Project and what it is. So the Marigold Project is Nathaniel Rateliff's foundation. We are focused on economic and social justice. And really what we do is utilize Nathaniel's platform and capacity as an artist to fundraise around issues that we care about. And then we grant all of that money back out at the end of the year to organizations working on those issues um, across the country, but also quite a bit here, uh, right in Colorado. And that's it. He's been here for how long now? He's been here for over 20 years, which I think is a record for any of us, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Colorado is a very transient state. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, but people come here and love it. And he came mm-hmm. out here from where was it? Missouri as a kid? Yes. He grew up in Herman, Missouri. He and Joseph Pope III um, have known each other since they were nine years old. They've always wanted to be in a band together and have played together ever since. Um, and yeah, they came out when they were 19 as missionaries of, of all things. Now they're rock stars, but, um, yeah, yeah. So they've been here for quite a while. Um, I love hearing different stories from people around town. Like, oh, I saw him at the hardware store. Right. Oh, I saw him at the high dive. I'm like, yep. yeah, he's just a dude. Yeah. He's just a dude. Lives <laughs> here in town. He's a person. And I like the fact that he's using his platform to yes. do a lot of good work. Um, when did this start? The Marigold Project? Two years ago, almost exactly. Um, November of 2017. So I actually met Nathaniel and um, the rest of the sweats, as we call them, um, <laughs> when I was working at Farm Aid, which is a national nonprofit started by Willie Nelson. Right. And um, Nathaniel and the guys are super supportive of that work. And we roped them into playing that annual concert. And Nathaniel at one point came to me and said he wanted to start a foundation and asked if I wanted to run it. And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am a super fan, um, first and foremost. But yeah, I was really excited about um you know, just observing these guys, seeing how they hold space for people, seeing how they interact with people. I knew that more was possible because of how they operate, how they exist, mm-hmm. um, their genuine interactions with people, which was really exciting to me. So the activist side of me was like, rad, how can we use this? Right. Um, and, and knowing that we were gonna, going to be able to do quite a bit more. And so two years ago, it started. Yes. But obviously, there was a lot of talk leading up to yeah. that. And how did how did he land on these issues? Or was that always on his heart? It it always really has been. You know, I mean, he's, he's really honest um, when he talks about his lived experience and what it was like to grow up very poor in Missouri and, um, you know, to hunt for squirrels so that mm-hmm. his family could eat. And, right. um, you know, before they broke it, um, all of the guys were doing very much paycheck to paycheck and squeezing that those days out before the next paycheck kind of work. Nathaniel was um, a day laborer, a gardener. You know, Joseph was painting houses there. They were doing very real hard work um, while trying to make it as musicians. And so economic justice, social justice issues, that's just exactly what they know. And, right. Um, and one instance in particular, Nathaniel's friend in Missouri got hurt when he was on the job and um, couldn't work. And um, for whatever reason, workman's comp wasn't um, covering the household bills that they needed. And because he was in a small town, there wasn't a lot of 
job opportunity outside of what his skill set was. Um, and so we're trying to figure out those kind of problems. Like, mm-hmm. why is there a lack of economic opportunity in rural America? Mm-hmm. What can we do about that? When did that change? Why did it change? Right. Who saw that change? You know, and who's been talking about that um, for decades? Who's doing work to mitigate that problem? And what can we do to fund the work that we're doing? Yeah, they're all great questions. And I know you have different communities, like the small town I grew up in. It was a factory community. Mm-hmm. Well, then the factory shut down. Then what? Yeah. yeah and then what? Yeah. And and that's still something that plagues that town. Yep. You know, the population's really died down and there's a lot of people in poverty. Yeah. And I think you're right. We see that in rural America all over the place. Right. But it's kind of like, what do you do? How do you help? What's And what right. besides that, that temporary help, what's mm-hmm. a bigger solution? What's the bigger solution is exactly right. We don't want to fund the end result of problems. We want to get down to the root causes of, of the issues that we're working on. So that's where economic and social justice sounds vague, but all of these issues are so related to each other that you can't just pull at one end of it and right. hope that you're going to end it. You have to look at all of the mitigating factors and address all of them if right. you're going to solve the problem. What can, Give me an example of the social injustice that the Marigold Project helps fight. Well, for, for one example, um, 40% of um, homeless youth identify as LGBTQ+. Plus. So that's something that we have to talk about culturally as well as funding policy change um, and funding groups that are working on advocating for individuals in that way. So you know, they don't have just one problem. They have to talk about, well, you know, where am I going to sleep tonight? Um, if I'm rejected by my family, uh, if I'm rejected by my community, where can I go? Um, so we're funding organizations like the Harm Reduction Action Center right in downtown Denver who are um, doing incredible things to to support our community. Um, another organization that we're super proud to support is um, the Missouri Rural Crisis Center, and they've been working since the 80s on factory farming, on corporate consolidation, um, on giving farmers an opportunity to make any sort of meaningful livelihood, um, growing animals and crops in ways that are good for the planet, too. Mm-hmm. So not just small town, not just the environment, not just economic opportunity. It's how do all of those things play together? That's huge. What since the Marigold Project started a couple of years ago, what kind of money have you been able to raise? We are <laughs> hopefully more after you hear this, but um, <laughs> we we are excited to say that we are for sure granting out nearly three hundred and fifty thousand dollars in two years, and that was honestly in our first year we played it pretty low and slow to the ground because we wanted to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, I went on a, a pretty rad listening tour of of Denver and of Colorado, and I read all the time um, about what's going on culturally and um, figure out how we can help in, in a myriad of ways. But um, yeah, our first year, we were pretty quiet. We wanted to hear what our community wanted from us and mm-hmm. needed from us and what specific role we could play. And then um, this year, we're growing a little bit. You know, I think we'll That's keep exciting. growing low and slow. Um, and, you know, you can always make a mistake. <laughs> There's well, always time for that. But at least you're trying. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm nobody's big, perfect. Yeah. But I always think that the people out there that are trying to make a difference, yeah. that everybody grants them a little more grace. Well, and failure is an incredible teacher. So we're not afraid to fail by any means. But yeah, we wanted to really just figure out who we were first before we went. Um, big and bold. So as you went around the state and you listened to different people talk about the needs here in Colorado, what what were the ones that stood out for you? Oh, wow. Well, last fall we worked um, 
pretty intentionally on gun violence prevention. And and that's a huge one here in Colorado. Um, when we talk about gun violence, we think about the headlines that we all see of mass shootings. But really, that's statistically not what gun violence day to day looks like. Sixty mm-hmm. percent um, of violent gun deaths in Colorado are death by suicide. That's something that we don't talk about enough. Um, 100 people die in our country every day due to gun violence. It's primarily affecting black and brown communities. We don't Mm -hmm. talk about that either. Um, And there's a lot of myths around um, gun violence. There's a lot of, um, you know, obviously it's a charged conversation. It's not an easy topic. Um, Especially here in Colorado, having been the home of Columbine. Right. And then the theater shooting. Uh I mean, this community, I would say, is sensitive to it and Mm -hmm. aware, and but it's never an easy conversation. No, no, it's not. And um, what's unique about Nathaniel and the guys, they are all gun owners. They all like to shoot for sport. They are, you know, most of them grew up hunting. Mm -hmm. And so they're strong proponents of the Second Amendment, and they believe in that. But they also believe in finding common sense solutions because, you know, they don't want their shows to be an avenue um, right. for a mass shooting. They don't, they have kids in school, you know, they, these are real issues that affect them as well. And um, we found that we can be a good um, convener of conversation and bring people together in a way mm-hmm. that otherwise people might not um, sit down to listen to each other. You would be shocked that people will show up if Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats are in the room. Of course, of course they will. <laughs> so- <laughs> You know, and like you said, he's got such a great platform. He does. It's nice that he can say, hey, I hear you. I relate Mm -hmm. to you, but we still need to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. And let's talk about it in a way that's respectful of each other's right place of each other's experience and really listen to each other rather than just listening to respond. Yep. Listen to observe, take in. um, Yeah. and, And find solutions. And that's what we need more of. We do. Yeah, we need more of those conversations. Well, something else um, that just recently happened. What was it? You know, yesterday, in fact, was people power. Correct. Yes. Yes. Tell me a little bit about people power, because that's another arm off of this. Right. Right. Um, So back to our our role as a convener, we um, have had the extreme luck and um, amazing opportunity to meet activists all across the country. Again, right here in Colorado, too, that are working on all kinds of issues that we fund and we wanted to bring everyone together in one place. So we're focused on coalition building. We were focusing on um, training and basic democratic processes. We're focused on what does it mean to be a community member and show up for another community that you're not necessarily a member of, mm-hmm. you know, so um, an issue that doesn't affect you or an issue that you're not passionate about. How can you build behind the people who are at the front lines of that issue mm-hmm. and offer your support? And why is that so important? And so we heard amazing, um, an amazing keynote address from Jamal Cole of My Block, My Hood, My City, who works um, in Chicago, um, directly impacting his community and his neighborhoods there, bringing kids to different neighborhoods throughout Chicago. Because I didn't know this. A lot of kids in Chicago, they never leave their neighborhood. They never see the lake. They never, you know, they don't know. It's hard for us to imagine. This. Right? Yeah, yeah. I agree. And he gives them really incredible opportunities through um, volunteering and civic engagement. Um, so he talked a lot about his experience. Um, Stasha Rhodes is working with the Hub Project. Mm-hmm. She's working on automatic voter registration nationwide. She's working on... Um, on all of these incredible issues. Uh, and, and she did an amazing job of facilitating a training for our attendees, which we had an amazing sold out event of mm-hmm. 150 people. 
And um, yeah, we were just bringing people together to network, to learn from each other, to talk about all of the work that everybody's working on. Um, our crowd is about 50% students, 50% nonprofit employees. Okay. So um, it's, it's, you know, what's next? How do we get the next ballot initiative yeah. to not fail? How yep. do we get, um, how do we talk to all of our various constituencies so that we're all on the same page so that we can make a big push for change? And that's what we were talking about yesterday. So do you see yourself doing another one? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much work. <laughs> I bet it is. I bet it is. Um, no. Okay, I'll ask you in a year. We'll talk in a year about no, that No, we'll, we'll be doing something every year. I don't know what that looks like quite right. yet. Um, but again, it's back to the listening. You know, what, what does our community need from us and how yep. can we respond to that? And what is next, going back to the Marigold Project, what is next for you all? Well, we're going to spend out our money this year. We're going to send out some grant checks to incredible organizations all over the country. And uh, about 60% of that funding is staying right here in Denver and Colorado. Um, then we will take a breather <laughs> for, yes, good at for the you. end of the year um, and sort of recalibrate and, and look at what 2020 looks like. Nathaniel has a mm -hmm. new album coming out, which is very exciting, um, and he'll tour on that for a few months, and um, we'll be on the road with him a little bit for yeah. that. You're um, going to be busy because yeah. uh, before we go, we should mention quickly, uh, next weekend, Mission Ballroom. Mission Ballroom, yes. Um, the fifth annual, tenth annual Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats Holiday Shows are at the Mission Ballroom next weekend, and um, Mavis Staples is opening, and I'm freaking out. <laughs> I love her. Uh, and we're fundraising for Volunteers of America, their veteran services um, for people experiencing homelessness, and also the Harm Reduction Action Center. Um, so we're doing a sock drive, which is the third year in a row we've done the sock drive and fundraising um, push for those two organizations, so we're excited about that. And yeah, I'm just excited to see that space, too. I haven't I been gonna, in there. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Two tremendous shows. Um, well, thank you for coming in here. For folks hearing about the Marigold Project and maybe aren't going to the show, but they want to make a donation, how can they do that? They can go online to uh, themarigoldproject.org, the-marigold-project.org. Okay, so mar themarigold-project.org. Is that right? Did I say it right? The-marigold-project. <laughs> Okay. There's a lot of dashes. Here's the nice thing. Maybe just Google Nathaniel Ailiff and the Marigold Project. I really feel like that may be your best bet. But we'll also put the link underneath this interview. So if you want to go to the station's website and check it out, we'll have it there as well. And you can share this interview, um, put it on your social media account and let folks know what's going on. I mean, this is a local boy. Let's let's support him. You love him and doing some really great work. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Carrie Knott, the executive director of the Marigold Project. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. Go and have a great Sunday and be kind.